You're listening to Fight in Progress. With your hosts and stress coaches, founder of Under the Shield, Susan Simmons, and TomTheBomb.com. Fight in Progress grapples with the internal and external struggles in the daily lives of our men and women in law enforcement, the armed forces, and first responders. Tackling the tough topics and supporting those who support us. We hear you, and we're here for you. Welcome back to Under the Shield Presents Fight in Progress. Hi, Tom. Hi, Susan. This is your one of your hosts, Susan Lewis-Simmons, along with, who are you this week? Um, whoever you want me to be. Well, you have come up, I mean, we've been Tom the Bomb, we've been something about you being an asshole motor, I think, at one time, didn't we? Yeah, Tommy Good Boy. Tommy right. Good Boy. There's been quite a few. Then the last one, he pops out with his whole name. I'm like, <laughs> who is this? Yeah. He, he's something special. And don't we have something special for him today? Yes. That's not it. Darn it. Darn it. Wait a minute. We're going to play with the board here. That's not it. You do have to switch something. That's right. Dang it. Hold on. We don't have Joelle today. You screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah, we don't have Joelle with us today. And he didn't show me how he did it. Well, we'll do it next time. It's just, it'll be a surprise. Did I do it? I did do it. Oh, Hold you on. did. Okay. A lingering surprise? Yes, absolutely. Ready? Yeah, go ahead. I, I think it's this one, but maybe not. Yeah, you'd think our producers would know how to work this board, but they Roll don't. Tide. There you go. I had to hit it. Roll Tide. Yeah, I had Roll to hit it. Roll Tide. That's, that's, I had to hit it harder than I did before. That's why. That's, that's Tom supporting my Alabama Roll Tide. <laughs> I knew if I pushed buttons long enough, I'd get it. I mean, if Joel could figure it out, clearly I can. <laughs> we have Becky on the board today producing because Joel had to work all night last night. So not for us, obviously. Right. But yeah. He'd probably rather be with us after hearing about yeah. his... Uh, he has an interesting internship he's doing for his <laughs> master's program. We may get him to talk about it one day. So yeah, so I had my second surgery. Obviously, all's well. Here I am. Yes. Ain't getting another shot. Thing. Yeah. No, I'm just... You know, all these tests and scans they went around, I keep going, stop looking. I'm 63. <laughs> You'll find something. Yeah, Let's just stop. If you keep looking, you're going to find more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I really expected after the echocardiogram to get a call, gosh, I think you need bypass surgery. <laughs> and I was just going to say, huh, no, we ain't doing anything more. I'm done. But anyway, we have a very special guest today, somebody mm -hmm. who's very near and dear to me. But he'll have, it's his to tell, not mine to tell, as to whether or not he tells y'all exactly how he knows me. But it's been, how long have I known you, Clint? Eight years? Nine mm, years? It's been, yeah, something about like that. And see, he still likes me. <laughs> how about that? Hey. Very much. He's, he's You're falling one of my into favorites. a select category, I think. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he's one of my favorites. Y'all don't, y'all don't run him off now. Cut it out. No, he's, it, we've been through a lot together, haven't we? Yeah, yes, we have, and and it's, but it's on the end of it, it's all been good and positive for me, for sure. He's made great strides. He he does what I tell him to do That's most it. of the time, not always, most of the time, more than more than most. <laughs> Let's put it that way, because I just, or or at least when you don't do what she tells you to, the second time she tells you to, do do you then follow the orders then? 
When she threatens me. <laughs> yes. yes. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I don't threaten anybody. I'm just this little old lady yeah. from the South. She's got that beating stick. That's She's right. got that red man stick. So, um, I, yeah, it's very effective. I, is all, And I hadn't used it on anybody yet, but there's always a first time. It's the threat. Uh-huh. It's really a miracle, Tom. You hadn't. That I hadn't had it in here. I know. Probably I, a good thing. I'm me. getting extras. There'll be an extra one in the podcast room. I have one coming with my name engraved on a plate on it. So, yeah. So, welcome to the podcast, Clint. Thank you. Thank We're, you for having me. It's a pleasure, and uh, I'm glad to be here. Well, tell us who you are and what you do, because I assume you can say who you work for. I, I don't Absolutely, yeah. Okay. So, uh my name is Clint Bradshaw. I'm a deputy sheriff, Maricopa County Sheriff's Office. I've been a deputy for 20 years. I've been my 21st year. Uh, and still going strong. And, yeah. And still going strong, not even talking about drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a little bit to go. I, uh, my youngest daughter's 11, so I figure I'll just hang in there for a little while longer. He's um, one of these with like 15 kids. I have six kids. <laughs> six, yes, six, 15. There's not much difference. You quit counting after the second one, probably. <laughs> and for those of y'all listening, yes, Maricopa County, for those outside of Arizona especially, that is the county, the old Sheriff Joe that everybody knew, the hard-ass, <laughs> but I'm out in Tent City. We won't tell the true stories behind Tent City and stuff. But, uh, yeah, Clint worked under Sheriff Joe for he he had to be there when you were hired on. Yes, yep. He was the sheriff when I I came on in two thousand. Well, I got hired in end of two thousand one. Graduated the academy March two thousand two. And he's been gone how long now? Uh, well, it's two six, terms? six years, almost two terms. Got so you. it's six years he's been gone. So. Some days it seems like last week, and because he right. keeps popping up running for stuff, he's like a hundred and twenty <laughs> years old, and he's. Determined yeah. he's gonna run for something. I don't know. Maybe just retire. Maybe he's done now. I don't know. But anyway, but yeah, Clint's had uh, a real interesting history at the sheriff's department in the areas he has worked. Yeah, and I haven't worked in that many areas, uh, to be honest. But um, I, I started in patrol, obviously, and then uh, about four years into my career, I moved out to Lake Patrol and uh never left um just a little about me I, I grew up in idaho on a farm i i could ride horses before i would they have pictures of me riding horses before i could walk um, <laughs> i thought he came out of the womb on a horse but anyway <laughs> oh poor mama and so uh you know my dad was always into rodeo cowboy um you know 4-h all that stuff um you know buck and hay and that's just, I, I grew up in a little town in Idaho. Um, more ended up uh, in Arizona. I guess I'd tell you a little bit about my whole story. Um, came down here, was, go, I was newly married, um, working in a manufacturing plant. Had no real ambitions to be in law enforcement. Uh, had maybe kind of thought about it, but just, uh, and... Uh, one day, so yeah, I worked in at this manufacturing plant, and uh, I got in a little fender bender, 
Actually, I rear-ended this, <laughs> this, this this coworker one day, and totaled uh, their vehicle, but it was a little fender bender, <laughs> minor. And uh, this this guy shows up in a deputy sheriff's car. He's he's carrying a he's carrying a revolver, and um, I won't say who he is. He knows who he is. Um, and, is he um, still carrying the revolver? Well, he's he's uh, retired, but he's a reserve for us, and really great guy. And he comes there he investigates the accident he writes me a ticket and then he says you know you should you should come work for us you should be a deputy sheriff um you know after he gives me the ticket for failure control speed to avoid a collision so um i don't know i think i got i just i kind of had a high and tight haircut i i don't know what it was that made him say that but uh it stuck with me because um, that wasn't a time that we were having to beg for people no, to come no. to work. So no, that's yeah, this real... this was around. This was pre nine eleven. Yeah. This was like around two thousand, year two thousand, something like that. And um, so I don't know. That kind of I, I just it kind of you know I thought it was in, but I just thought he was the. I was like, dude, that dude is cool, man. Like, <laughs> deputy sheriff, right? And. Like he planted that seed. Yeah. And so, um, and how old would you have been then? Oh, crud. So I was in like 27, oh, okay. 20, All right. 26, 27 and, uh, married, had two kids, uh, came into, came in, I'd gotten promoted in that, uh, that company I was working for and came in one day and they're like, yeah, we've eliminated your job. Um, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're laid off. Yeah. God works in mysterious and, ways. And Clint. so I was like, okay. And so I went and I'm like, I got to find a job now, you know, and, and that job had benefits and everything. And so, and we just bought a house. Oh, we, we just bought our first house and uh, had two kids. And I'm just, so I'm kind of, they gave me a severance. I'm scrambling around. One day I'm driving around in East Mesa. I see an MCSO car <laughs> and it has MCSO.org on it. <laughs> And uh, this this is September fourth of two thousand one. Oh, <laughs> wow. so I see oh. that. I go home. I looked up the website mcso.org. It said we're testing tomorrow on the fifth oh, for oh, deputy sheriff. And so I go tell my wife. I said, "Hey, I'm gonna. I think I could. I'm. I'm gonna do this. Like, I'll be a deputy sheriff." I didn't really know that meant being a cop, <laughs> right? I just thought I remembered that guy uh, uh, in that act, you know, in that in that accident, and I thought, yeah, I'm, I could be a deputy sheriff. I don't know what that means, but I can right. look good in a uniform yeah. and, and, I, and I saw like unit. I was all like, that sounds, you know, and because I was I was raised like, and this kind of goes into what I do now a lot too, but is I was raised watching Clint Eastwood movies and John Wayne and of course. being, you know, the, the cowboy and the sheriff on the horse. And, um, and so now, you know, and, and so that was kind of always, you know, my fantasy to be that kind of person, that kind of hero. Did so you have speak. a clue they had a mounted unit when you're first looking it up? What did that no. jump out on the, Website? I don't think so. I don't think because so. they had one then, didn't they? Or was um, that just the just possible? barely? Our our mounted units uh, was created in ninety eight. Okay. For the sheriff's office. Okay. Um, 
I mean, they used to have the old time sheriffs used to ride horses and they had mounted posses sure. back in the day. But our official like law enforcement um, mounted unit was created in 1998 for Maricopa County Sheriff's Office. So, cool. so uh, I go, um, I test. There were a ton of people there. I'm like, oh man, I'll never get hired. I'm not, <laughs> that's never gonna, you know. There were, and uh, that. And so that's September 5th, and then um, and then 9-11 happened. Oh, that was, two, that, yeah, that was 2001. Was yeah. And so I remember sitting on my couch and watching 9-11 and then thinking, you know what? Security and law enforcement might be a good job to be in. And uh, so uh, that was September 5th. They hired me on November 13th. Wow. How many did they hire? Do you know? Um, in, out of that group, I, there was, I'm not sure there were, there was, there start there were 20 in my class. Mm -hmm. I think 19 of us made it all the way through. Wow. Uh, so I started the Academy and started doing that. And I was all like, so you're going to teach me how to drive fast, fight, mm -hmm. beat people, not beat people up, but, you know, <laughs> but fight, you're going to teach me fight. how to fight. Yeah. You're going to teach, which I was a wrestler and I was a huge, I was, athletics were huge for me in high school and stuff. I played football, I wrestled. And, um, so I, uh, I, uh, I was like, you're going to teach me how to drive cars fast, fight and shoot guns. And I get paid for this. <laughs> right. And I'm all, this is the greatest job ever. Yeah, yeah you pretty, get paid for it. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable, you know, that you get to do all that stuff. You're thinking, especially when you're brand new, you're like, mm -hmm. man, this I is I can't believe I'm getting paid best. for this. Right. I, I remember for the first day on the driving track, and they're like, <laughs> just go as fast as you can. Just like, you can't flip over one of these Crown Vicks. And I'm all Challenge like, oh, yeah, you want to bet? And, um, and, uh, and I was just like, you know, and, and, um, I had thought about being in the military early in life. I, I didn't. I ne I wasn't in the military, but I, I kind of liked the paramilitaristic part of it, right? Um, I had no idea it was going to be like that, you know? So coming from the corporate world and coming in and kind of having these guys in your face and yelling right. at you, that's kind of like... Uh, and, and in fact, I uh, there were the very first day, they were kind of showing us around the academy, and one of the, the RTOs was like, did they asked me a question and I said, yeah. And he's all like, what did you say to me? You know? And I was all like, uh, yes, sir. And he's all get out and start doing push-ups." <laughs> and I'm all like, I'm all like, <laughs> like you're, you're right. Yeah, right. And, sure. he's all, and he's all, no, no, get out there and start doing push-ups." <laughs> and I'm all like, um, yeah, okay, sure. Whatever. So I'm down there, you know, I'm down there in my white shirt and black tie and black, pants you know doing push-ups and and i'm you know and i'm just kind of laughing the whole time well at that part they had a thing where um every day there was a person that was the monitor mm -hmm. from the class right, right? and he kind of had to he had these responsibilities of when you went on break so um this is kind of a funny story but so i'm doing push-ups while they're explaining how to be the mon how to do the monitor's duty. So I, I missed it. All. <laughs> I, I didn't get any of it. And so, 
And so I, uh, so we're, we come back from a break or something and there were a couple of guys in there that had been recycled. And so they're, and so they go in alphabetical order. Well, Bradshaw, I was number one alphabetically. And so they're, so I was the monitor the very first day and didn't know what to do. And I didn't know what to do. And so, so they're like, Clint, you got it. You got to go over there and tell them we're back from break. And I'm all like, what? And, and they're like, yeah, you got to go over there and you got to knock on the thing. And, and they a had a certain way. And, and so I'm like, okay. So you went over and up by the, the sergeant and the RTO's office, they had this knocking block and you were supposed to go over there, knock on it and say, recruit Bradshaw, uh, you know, with class, whatever, class yeah. one, class 108, we're, we're back from whatever. So, but. So, and there was this, down the hallway, there was this black tile on the hallway. This is in our old enforcement support building. It's not in our new nice uh, training building that yeah. we have now. And so I remember, I thought I remember saying, you're not supposed to walk on that black tile. So I'm all the, so the knocking block's way up here and I'm way back here and I'm knocking on the wall, right? <laughs> and, and, and this RTO comes out and he doesn't work for us anymore. And, and uh, but he was one of those guys you just love to hate. <laughs> and he, he turns around there and I won't say the explicitives, but he's all like, why are you knocking on my wall? And I'm like, uh, re recruit. Bradshaw. Uh, he's all get up here. And I walk up there. And as I get up there, I see the piece of wood that says knocking block. And I'm all like, oh, my God. And he's all like, watch your malfunction. Bubba. Anyway, just, you know. And so they and so the funny part about that whole part was they're like, oh, that's the guy that just won't come back the next day. Right. Like there's there's a percentage of guys, I guess, right. you know, they kind of oh, yeah. because they do this thing. And um, for anyone out there that's looking into getting law enforcement, I, I, I maybe they don't do it. They're they're a little softer, gentler they are these softer days. And but gentler now. They're but kinder. they they came. My my sergeant, uh, who was a great guy, and uh, you hear him my, sucking up, don't you? <laughs> he, he's he's retired. He doesn't he oh, doesn't okay. work for us anymore. But he he came in. He was so he's such a nice guy that he and we were his first academy class. So he he comes in like they come in at the very first. Yep. And they yell at you, and they're like, ah, rah, rah, you know, and like drill sergeants yeah, in the and, Marine Corps, and, yeah, and right. like, and like, I kept busting up laughing, and you know, and, and I'd be looking at him, and they'd be like, eyes straight, and you're like, oh, geez, you know, and so, um, but he he kept he kind of kept busting up laughing too because he was such a nice guy. It was hard for him to play the mean guy. So, um, oh, where was I going with that? So. Oh, so they were all like, oh, that guy's not coming back tomorrow. And I went home to my wife and I said, they'll have to kill me to get me not to finish. I said, there's no way, dude. I was like, bring it on. Right? Like, it was just a challenge for me then. I saw like, I will die before I don't finish this academy thing. And I, and I was just like, this is the job for me. I love it. And and honestly, so, and I, and I do. I love it. I, I it's it's i i don't know like i had such a hard time um you know after high school uh, and something about me is i am a member of the church of jesus christ the latter-day saints i served a two-year mission uh, which is interesting because i grew up in idaho i served my two-year mission here in arizona huh. uh, and so literally i was a missionary in the area where i live now um, and let me say and, this, he's the only one around this table that's not divorced. <laughs> so. 
I, you know, I do have a lovely wife. She's the greatest. Here and, he goes again. And, um, <laughs> and she's, she's stuck with me through, and she didn't marry a cop, you know, uh, she's I, a saint. So, and, and, um, uh, you know, we, we've, we've, uh, she's had to make that adjustment, but she's great. And, but you know, she, she liked when her, she doesn't say much anymore, but she used to say, we're not bad guys. Don't treat us. We're not criminals. Don't treat us like we're criminals. Stop interrogating. Oh, so, yeah, none of us so, have ever heard that before. So, but she keeps me in line and she's great and I love her to death. Um, so, yeah. Um, so when did you wind up in Lake Patrol? So, yeah, after, after I got through the academy, I went out to our District 1 patrol. Uh, end up mainly just working Guadalupe uh, out there. And for those um, of you not from here, this is a very, very small little area of Maricopa County, kind of in the Mesa, Tempe, it's Tempe, Tempe, yeah, it's Tempe, Tempe, Tempe. yeah. So yeah, it's made up ma uh, mainly of mm -hmm. uh, Yaqui Indians, uh, Native Americans who who fled Mexico around the turn of the century to get away from the Mexican government, who was trying to capture them and enslave them, and um, you know it it's an interesting place. Um, it does kind of get a bad rap as being, uh, you know, kind of crime ridden, but honestly, like there are really great people that live there. Um, it's, it's too bad that they kind of get that bad rap. It, it you know, uh, and it's kind of interesting, like some, the, uh, like one house will kind of be kind of a war down kind of place. And then right next to it, you got like a perfectly manicured yard and people really care about their property and, and 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 are are honestly like supportive of the cops, and so the sheriff's office has contracted uh, with the town there for quite for a lot of years. Yeah, I have lived here ten years. I didn't know anything about Guadalupe until because mm -hmm. every time somebody talked about Guadalupe, I thought you were talking about the street. <laughs> and um, I didn't know anything until probably a couple of years ago. So it's it, is it technically a reservation? No, it's not. Mm -hmm. the, the reservation, the only res, so it's the Pasawayaki tribe. Okay. And, Whatever you just said. And they, uh, they, their reservations down by Tucson. Okay. They have some reservation mm -hmm. land down there. The tribe owns land in the town. Okay. But that's like private property land that's owned by the tribe. Uh, they so are, this is one of the islands I heard about that. MCSO patrols. Right. Yes. When I it's, first it's a town. Here. It's a town. There, It's a town. They have a mayor and a city council, <laughs> and uh, it's like two square miles. Yeah, they're just and, not big enough to have their own police force. Yeah, they don't really. They don't have their own police force, so they contract with <laughs> the sheriff's office to provide them. But it's uh, a busy place. It's pretty busy. Yeah, uh, and um, unfortunately, there's a lot of gang activity and crime there. Uh, but I just give the caveat that I, I met a really lot of nice people while I worked there too. Sure. Um, a lot of not nice, not nice people. Well, that's why you do this <laughs> job we, too. We, so. we, we got, uh, a lot of pursuits, fights, foot pursuits, Shootings. stuff like that, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So, um, I did that, uh, for about four years and got the chance, you know, and then just got that itch of, I wanted to get out of patrol and 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 i'll just say this about the sheriff's office is that uh we we do have a really great diversity as far as options for guys yep. and because we're not as big as maybe like phoenix 
there's a lot more opportunities, I feel, for deputies to do something besides patrol their whole career. Well, now let's clarify that. Not as big as Phoenix manpower-wise, but yes. good Lord, uh, we cover 90% of the state. Yeah. Yeah. What, what well, if, if you call us and get put on hold, they tell you yep. that we're larger than the state of Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. <laughs> but, uh, um, and any MCSO person listening heart. to this will oh. laugh will laugh at that, yes. I hope. But um, yeah, it's Maricopa County is huge. What's yeah. the, do you know the square square miles? I was thinking you were the yeah, one who told like me. It's like 9,200 square miles. Okay. And yeah, so a lot of that's, and so any of that that's unincorporated is us. Yeah. And so we're slotted, I think, to have like 700 deputies, but of course, we're, I think we're, and I don't know, we're, we're in the 600s, po- aren't you? Yeah, we're, be- we're quite a bit below that right now. Yeah. Um, He's recruiting for anybody out there listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll take you. They're, they're hiring. Um, like yeah. crazy we we have we have a really good academy we actually train a lot of other agencies mm-hmm. in our academy yep um so in fact it's it's a little frustrating when there's more blue in those academies than there is tan yes <laughs> but um you know for it, reasons we won't go into on this podcast with you here tom and i may get on a roll about that one day because you just never know what i'm gonna kick up but yeah you know but as as working um you know, like when I worked District 1, I worked down like in Sun Lakes, which is a small little community that's unincorporated and it's kind of right. You know, and I had Chandler PD. And when I worked in Quad, Tempe PD, mm-hmm. they backed us up all the time. And I, I've, I've never, you know, th- there's this there's this thing about sheriffs and police, you know, officers. But honestly, like we're all on the same team. And yep. I, I, I never, I never, you know... Um, I think that's you know, more we, at the top of the food chain. They they're all jockeying chiefs and sheriffs, and uh, y'all get over yourselves and let the guys do their job. Yeah, I mean, we used to have DPS come in in Guadalupe and back us up sometimes, and we were going to clear a house or something, and I'd, you know, be like, "Hey, uh, you have to pull out your gun here," and and, uh, and uh, you know, do and, you know how to use that and, and, and clear a house? And they loved it. They loved it, man. Because that was something they never got yeah, to do. Yeah, they're like, and they're like, we're gonna clear, you know, we're gonna clear this house. So, you know, we're all getting our, you know, we had our guns out and we're, we're clearing this house, and they they loved it. You know, just so, don't point it at my back. And uh, and and they were and they, and they were always they were always very helpful. And there a few times I I had a huge riot in the street once and. And I was all like, dude, I got like a hundred people fighting in the middle of the street. And I swear like Phoenix PD just came roaring in with like 10 guys, lights and sirens, you know, and the good old days. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, you know, I worked with a lot of guys, different agencies and stuff and. Y'all do have really cool units and teams. Cause honestly, and I, cause I don't think Lake Patrol here is anything like what our Lake Patrols, at least in Alabama that I knew of there's when I first came out here, I mean, helicopters, you name it, everything. Right. So I ended up getting to go to Lake patrol and stayed there for like, yeah, 16 years, which is pretty long. Most guys don't stick around there that long. Um, but it's just, it was just like, uh, it just fit everything about me. Uh, my, my, you know, being out in the desert areas, uh, pulling trailers, uh, then, eventually getting to be uh, on the mounted unit, the boats, the ATVs, the dive team, uh, the dive team, all that stuff was just, it just seemed to fit uh, me. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I've stayed there so long. Um, Yeah. And so 
Lake Patrol is awesome. Um, most people don't realize. So Maricopa County has five major lakes. Uh, we have uh, we have Apache Lake, Canyon Lake, Saguaro Lake. We have Bartlett Lake, and then we have uh, Lake Pleasant. And a lot of other people don't know that actually Arizona per capita has the highest boat ownership of mm -hmm. any state in the country. Ooh, Alabama, y'all better get busy because I think crazy? they thought they they did. <laughs> That's crazy. crazy. We live in a desert. We live in a desert, right? We live in a desert. Um, so I, wow. maybe someone could fact check me on that, but that's, that's, it used know, to be that way. It used to that, be, yeah. it used to be that way. And, you know, you have a lot, you have, um, you know, up there at, um, where you have Lake Mead and then you have, um, what's the place up there that has the London bridge anyway. Oh yeah. Like Havasu. Lake we Havasu. were just yeah. there. <laughs> so, that, that, that's, yeah. so yeah, a lot of people have boats and so, um, yeah, Lake Patrol, we patrol those lakes. Uh, we have a huge fleet of uh, boats. And um, and then we have uh, then we have the Lower Salt River, which is where I've worked for the majority of my career. We have and we have the large tubing uh, recreation activity that goes on there. And anyone that's from Phoenix or the Valley or even from Tucson, because you wouldn't believe how many people from <laughs> Tucson we get over there, um, come there and you know, and they thousands and thousands of people every weekend. And so one of the things that Lake Patrol had too was the mounted unit. And well, I want to say something okay. about Salt River because this was really funny to me coming out of Alabama. Because I and I, I don't think it was you, Clint, but it was somebody on Lake Patrol's told me because I went up and did some ride alongs and stuff. And uh, they got my son and I out on the airboat and out on the patrol boat on one of the lakes. And I was saying something about the tubing. And they said, Yeah, if you're going to do it, only do it, I think Thursday is the day to do it because it recycles itself from all the people being in it over the weekend. There's, there was a particular day they said to do it because that's when it would be the cleanest. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, that's disgusting. That water's never clean. No. Well, maybe cleaner than usual. But I swam in it as a scuba diver, so what can I say? Yeah, but you had on a wetsuit, I hope. Yeah, yes, of so, course. Yeah. Um. But y'all have handled some really tough stuff on these lakes and things, oh. too. People, I don't think really it registers. I don't know if it doesn't get the attention of the deaths and the drownings. Right. And Well, you know, the thing about it is like 90% of the time it's wholesome, good, fun, yeah. family activity, right? Yeah. But it, it only takes a second or one little miscalculation for it to become tragic. And, uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, when it does turn tragic, that's 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 our job that's what we do we go in there and, and we and we do it and i i've seen a lot a lot of deaths um unfortunately a lot of drownings i i was on the dive team i did join the dive team shortly after i got to lake patrol i really enjoyed it um but you know there's something about uh being in 100 feet of black water where you can't see anything you not you might as you might as well just shut your eyes okay you're under the water 100 feet nope hard no if <laughs> if if that if if any of that equipment has and okay, you have little teeny valves that are opening and closing 
in a mechanical way. <laughs> Are you going to be okay? Yeah. yeah, I'm just kidding. That, uh, well, I'm just thinking that, if a face pops up that, in that yeah. dark water, right. I'm sucking up every bit of oxygen, and I can't just shoot to the surface. Right. And, and, and yeah, and then to boot, you're you're looking for a drowning victim. Yeah. And uh, so I, I did that um, for about ten years. I probably personally uh, laid hands on about. Uh, 30 drowning victims myself over those 10 years. And one was the child, not going to say what age, of a law enforcement officer, not an MCSO, right? Didn't you handle the one where one of the yes. municipal Yes, yeah, we, we got a call. Uh, uh, it was in a canal. Mesa PD called us, asked us to come help them. Uh, there was uh, uh you can have me bring up this. <laughs> Talk about these stories. They're, they're hard. Um, this stuff takes its toll. Yeah, it does. And then when it's a law enforcement officer, whether you know him or not, it's still, oh, it's still oh, a family. Oh, I know. I know what you're talking about. That was the. That was the. Yeah, this one will still make me cry too. Um, the girl that uh, she died in a rappelling accident. Yes. And her father was a Phoenix lieutenant. That. That was that was hard. But um, you know, but to get to something positive, because we don't, and we don't, we're not here to rehash all the deaths, because there's tons of them. But one of the things that um, I hope we can get the, I think it's YouTube, of Clint saving, uh, for people who don't know, they have wild horses up around mm -hmm. the Salt River. Mm -hmm. And one of the babies was <gasps> drowning. Baby. And tell, yeah. them, tell them how that went down. Okay, yeah, that, That's a good, yeah, it's a good story. A story. I knew that would make Becky uh, very happy. Of course. Um, yeah, so this is quite a few years ago. Um, this, this little horse had just been born and... Um, They'd released some water, so the river was <clears throat> flowing a little higher than it normally would have been. And uh, this uh, baby horse got stuck in the river. And then some people went out there, and they were holding onto the horse. So they were both kind of stuck in the middle of the river. So we went and got the airboat, came around, and and rescued them all. And, and I picked up the – and this horse was like – he was just a teeny little baby, and I just picked him up in my arms. Yeah, And held him on the front of the airboat, and we took him over, and and we're, we were able to get him reunited with his mom. Yeah, we won't tell you the rest of the story because Becky will cry. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Clint did his part. Let's just put it that way. And these horses are amazing because when I went out on the airboat, I didn't get to go with Clint, but. Um, you know, they're just wandering around in the water and people are all around and they're just kind of like, well, we're all in here yeah. together. And yeah, they're a big draw there, especially this time of year, you get a lot of people and, and people come out and say, where are the wild horses? And you're like, well, they're, they're wild. They, <laughs> they could be <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> According but, uh, to the itinerary, they'll, uh, they'll but, be here in an hour. Yeah. They're, they're actually, you know, a few years ago, the uh, the governor made a law that protects those horses specifically. Mm -hmm. So they are protected now by state law and the uh, Department of Agriculture for the state of Arizona is in charge of them. And they have a contract group that um, of civilians that kind of takes care of them and watches over them. So, and uh, one of the yeah. other things that I, and again, I learned something all the time out here because not being from here, but 10 years, you'd think I'd heard it, but explain to them what happened up on, was that Apache Lake with the wildfires and it came through? Yeah. So there was, there was kind of a tragedy. I, I don't know how much I can really say about that. I, I know cause the office is, is being sued over that. 
but the wildfires caused the problem. Yeah, so initially. There, yeah, there were wildfires, and so when the wildfires hit, they you know they destroy the trees and the vegetation. So then when the rain comes, it doesn't the water doesn't you know get soaked up into the soil correctly, and so they had a massive flood there. And unfortunately, there were some people that were in a wash. Um, on the lake and it's not even raining where they are but way up above them it's mm -hmm. raining and, and they got caught in the flash flood and unfortunately a, a couple of them passed away and basically there was a landslide wasn't it well it was it was just you I mean, know coming down the mountain yeah it's there. just like it's a it's it's not just you think it's water it's not just water right. it's water full of mud debris rattlesnakes <laughs> yeah clint uh, had fun with one of those yeah <laughs> thought so it was dead <laughs> that that was that uh, instance on that um that investigation and that recovery uh was one of the most intense things i probably have ever participated in in my whole lake patrol career it was it was it was pretty wild and not the norm it's no. not something that happens all the time because there was so there was you know we're in a a cove for a better word in, in at the lake and there's probably about three to four feet of debris mm -hmm. on top of the water and we have to get over that and over to where this boat is that had gotten overturned in 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 the incident and so it yeah it was it was a unique and challenging experience i just say you know i i just give all the credit to my co-workers uh to the Lake Patrol command staff, to our aviation crew, because that was a super combined effort on 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 getting that whole thing resolved. Yeah, y'all worked tirelessly. That was a that was a a major operation that really affected a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, and it and we and we we messed up several of our boats because they sucked in debris into the motors and sure. stuff. And and but you know it it that's just it's kind of you know, Lake Patrol, we kind of think of ourselves as we, you know, whatever it takes, we're going to get the job done. I mean, obviously safety and, and, and everything's first, but, um, you know, we, we kind of just, cause there, when you're all the way out there, there's no waiting for fire. There's no, there's no waiting for, you know, right. I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not, I, you know, it's, I worked in the town, the city and, you know, Sure. been on accidents and been like you know i could hear that fire engine coming and thinking oh i hope they hurry up <laughs> <laughs> but in in lake patrol we're all trained emts we have several guys that are paramedics as deputies and you know when you're out there miles and miles from nowhere and and people need help you're it well and the roads getting to those three lakes in a row a at least at that time, a great part of it wasn't even paved. It's two-lane roads, with, <laughs> as I found out, with boulders in the middle of it because a friend of mine that was a captain at American thought it would be a good idea to take my Acura and go from, <laughs> is Canyon the first yes. one? There? Canyon to, all the way to the dam. To and Roosevelt, yeah. Man, when I look back at those switchbacks, and there's no guardrails, <laughs> there ain't nothing, and I'm thinking, huh? Yeah, people are hauling, the Roosevelt's we, we, people <laughs> hauling boats, and, and you're going, you got to move over, and there's nowhere to move over to for people to pass. Yeah. We had a couple we'll new, new guys in Lake Patrol once drive up there at night driving code because no. there was an emergency. <gasps> Emergency. And then when we come back in the morning and it's daylight and they, they look off of that Fish Creek Hill and they're just like, oh, <laughs> like, you know how fast I was driving on this? And I'm all like, hey. 
because the drop off is one. Yeah. It, it's well, there's a couple of drop offs that are 500 feet at least yeah, straight yeah. down. And, yeah, and nothing. Yeah, and that, that old that old road was. Um, I, I love. I you know I worked up. I've worked uh, part of my career at Apache Lake and Canyon Lake. Uh, as well in Lake Patrol, and I really got into the history of it too. So, and I won't bore you with all the history of it, but but that road was built in 1904, mainly by Native Americans to facilitate the construction of Roosevelt Dam. So when so, they call it the Apache Trail, though, is it, is it really was it the Apaches that had anything to do with it? Um, it, I don't know exactly what tribe I think it was. I think it, it might've been the Navajo and Apaches that were, they, they built that road by hand. Wow. And, and in, in less than two years. So they, they built that road to facilitate construction where they used to bring huge wagon trains with mules on them. Mm -hmm. So you think your little Acura was tough. How about bringing <laughs> a 20, a 20, a 20 mule team no. up and down that Fish Creek Hill, no. right? To bring supplies to Roosevelt Dam that was under construction. And what's That's the crazy. length, <laughs> what's the length from Canyon to the dam? Do you know how many miles that is? Oh, from which dam? Going from Canyon Lake all the way to Roosevelt. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like 40 miles. Okay. I, I never, I didn't want to know. <laughs> I was thinking it was like that. 10 that miles. road's all, that road's washed out though now. You can't get there now. Yeah. Right. You, you can only go around. So it's really hard for our deputies that work at Apache Lake. I, I feel for these guys because they got to go, they got to go through Globe and all the way around or up back. towards Payson and down yeah. to 188. Because that, like I said, from wildfires, uh, the 88 got washed out between Canyon and Apache. And so that, that's been kind of a, a struggle for, sure. for the Lake Patrol Division to kind of deal with that. But the deputies that work up there have done a real good job and, and, and taking care of, taking care of business. We have an aid station. So we have an, we have a little aid station. What we, we call an aid station with a helicopter pad at each lake. There's one, at, there's one at uh, Apache. There's one at Canyon. There's one at Saguaro. And so, there's been a few times they've had some emergencies up there at Apache Lake where it's just like they just call for our helicopter and the helicopter literally flies the deputies up there because otherwise it's a two hour. Yeah. It takes two to two to three hours to get up. There. Yeah, it, 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 it is crazy. Yeah. Wild, wild west still. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Come on so, out. Yeah. So. <laughs> bring, your, bring your mules. That's right. And your wagon train. <laughs> uh, I, I would love that. So, um, he would. Um, yeah. So I, shortly after I was in Lake Patrol, um, uh, they kind of came to me and said, hey, we need we need another guy. We need another guy to go to this mounted training for the horses. And I honestly hadn't done much with horses for about 10 years, you know, just how my life had gone, sure. um, you know, since leaving Idaho and coming to Arizona. And they say, do you know how to ride horses? And, I'm, <laughs> and, I, and I've always tried to undersell myself. Like when, they, when I came to Lake Patrol, they said, how much boating experience do you have? And I was like, hardly any. And, you know, and, um, and, and that was true. I didn't, I didn't have much and, you know, and, and it, I just was able to learn, you know, and, and go through the training and do all that. But I, 
I was like, eh, I got a little bit. And so, so <laughs> he's the most humble man. I'm telling y'all, <laughs> no, I'm not, I, I'll but... have to brag where he won't, but go ahead. I'll, so, I'll plug it in. But we, we got, we got into the school and started riding around and they're like, you got a little bit, you've been riding horses a, for a while. Plus and, doing handstands on his no, back. It, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't that intense. And so, um, I just kind of got into that and, uh, I, I just loved it. I, you know, and, and this kind of goes back. So, I guess it's just like, I just thought of myself as I'm freaking John Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm John Wayne. I'm Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. I'm riding. A, I'm riding a horse. I got a badge on my chest. I got a gun, gun on, on my, my hip, <laughs> and I'm putting bad guys in jail. You know, and uh, you know, so all these underage, all these underage drinking tickets that I write. Uh, <laughs> no serial killers, but underage drinkers. Yeah. So, um, so I just, I just, I just loved it. I loved it everything about the mounted uh the horse stuff and i just i couldn't get enough of it and um, how many horses at that time i think we had like six six or seven horses at that time we okay. had a full-time unit at that time wasn't too shortly after that that they they banded our full-time unit at the same time as they got rid of our motors and um and then the the horses kind of just went to lake patrol and then just were part of lake patrol and we, a lot was search and rescue or we well um yeah we use the horses for so the horses um have three main purposes okay. and, and anyone that knows anything about mounted police work uh pretty much knows this but uh the one of the big things is search and rescue mm-hmm. uh the other thing is crowd control mm-hmm. and then the other thing is pr the sure. fact that you can take the everyone loves the horse yes. and you go to places with horses and it just breaks down that calm down becky calm down <laughs> it, horses and canines man you know it's, i don't care about nothing else uh, well dogs aren't dogs aren't my thing <laughs> i've been bit by canines <laughs> and uh, and so i i tested for canine once and then later i was like what the heck was i thinking but um we do have an awesome canine unit. You do. The sheriff, yes. if, if you want to be in an awesome canine unit yep. and you want to work in law enforcement, come work for the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office. I can't say enough good yeah, stuff about Yeah, they just took our, some top awards at, yeah. at the trials the where we were. Yeah. They, they're top notch. Yep. They're really good. Um, so, yeah, those three things and uh, are kind of – and then and I would just put patrol on there. So – we keep the horses out by the Lower Salt River, which is north of Mesa, on the Tano National Forest. And one of the big things is we, I, we and I, um, use those horses all summer long to patrol that river. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and it's it's just a blast. I, I just can't tell you how fun it is. I was so excited to hear that he actually rescued people. And I'd go, but what do you do with him? You're on a horse. He goes, I put him on the horse with me. And I swear my bright idea. One day y'all will see a picture of me on the horse with Clint. Doing a ride along. Doing a ride along. Yeah. Absolutely. Why with not? MCSO. I, I want to go too. Yeah. How many do you have now? Horses? So so we currently have eight horses. Um, but you were down to only like yeah, well, two at one we, time. Yeah, we got down. We, it was, there, were, there were some lean years there. Yeah. Um, and I, I just did everything I could at one point I was kind of like put in charge and what, for whatever that meant, um, of kind of the horses and the budget and, and everything. And, um, yeah. And, and I just did my best to keep things going and, and keep it going. Um, 
right now the sheriff is super supportive of us he loves the horses he he, he loves the mounted unit he's actually ridden in the horses we're going to be riding in some parades coming up here and so he's just been super supportive and and so but my thing is is and this is important to me is that the horses have to give back you know we're we're spending sure. taxpayer dollars for these horses and to maintain them but we have to give back sure. I, we have to do law enforcement on them you know it can't just be all about and like i say i love the well just to be perfectly honest the pr <laughs> things aren't my favorite right, <laughs> right. sometimes I, I i love the kids right but when adults come up to you and like oh, what kind of horse is that it gets annoying it but, bugs him when they come to the front to pet the face of the horse. <laughs> That's a pet peeve of a little of bit, a little bit. I, like I say, if it's kids, I I honestly sure. love it. You know, I don't. But anyway, adults, you know, it's like you know, move over and let your kids pet the horse. Jeez, but um, <laughs> Becky, Becky, yeah, whatever. <laughs> But I, uh, but I realize that that's part of what the unit's about, and sure. so and so I, I'm I'm happy to do it. But um, for me, it's like I I just I want to be a cop on a horse, which means I write tickets, I arrest people, mm -hmm. I chase people down, <laughs> I you know I do everything a cop would do in 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 um, or a deputy would do in a patrol car, and I've I've arrested DUIs, I've made traffic stops, I write tickets, I arrest people. That's I'm picturing a drunk and a horse riding up going with, with a deputy on it. Go, what? Because I think too many people around the country, because in some places they're used a little bit for enforcement, but they're really used more for the pomp and circumstance of mm -hmm. the PR side and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, y'all really do use them yeah, in and, every fashion. And, you know, because you can say, well, I, in some it's been in the country, there's been a lot of, well, you know, mounted units, we necessarily, you know, that's something that's extra we could get rid of uh, that we don't need to, you know, if budgets get tight or whatever. But, you know, it's like, what is, what is the, what is the, what is the value of a life saved? Right. Right. If those horses help save one life, yep. mm -hmm. then, then, you know, what's the value of that? And so for me, that's, and I'm not saying I'm out there saving lives, but you know these yeah, you these people get stuck on the side of the river. They can't swim. They have no way to get back to their other person. Now, and you mentioned we do have the fan boats that go up and down the river, but there there's a certain amount of risk sure. reward with those because especially when that river is just packed mm -hmm. with paddleboarders, kayakers, and tubers, yep. where I can just go over there on the horse and I can throw this person on the back of my horse and get them back to their group. You know, um, can we plug the paddle borders? Because I think you and I were talking about this recently. Sure, sure. So you know, we um, last year, last summer, this most recent summer, we had zero drownings on the river. Uh, That's good. Which yeah. is great, and and we're we're more than happy to see. Um, in in past years, that hasn't been the case. Uh, it's been pretty rare that we have zero. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and because it's water and it's and it's just dangerous. And some people think, well, and, and it's got some spots in there that are 20, 30 feet deep. And they're drinking. And they're, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're drinking. And, and um, you know, and and a lot of people are, are non-swimmers and they just think, well, it's just a little lake. Uh, I'll tell you another thing. This will make my Lake Patrol buddies laugh. But the, the most hilarious thing is when you contact people and they say, well, 
we were waiting for the lake to circle back around to the beginning. <laughs> and, like a lazy river. <laughs> and, oh my god. And so I had this guy, right? And he's he's say he's and I'm like, dude, tell me where in the world there's a river that does that. Besides Sunsplash. And he's all yeah. and he's all and it's what he said, Sunsplash. And I mean and this ain't uh, Sunsplash, dude. Yeah. You know, there this is this is you are out in this is real world. Right? There's no lifeguards, right? Like You're so, gonna go a long ways if you don't get off that too. Yeah, yeah. And literally they, they go all the way to the end. And that's just, why we they're, have they're, warning labels. They're, they're, they're the end. Don't so, put this plastic bag over your head. Yeah. Um, yeah. so it's anyway, that that one uh that one just makes us all just like, oh my goodness, are you serious? Like, because most people, right, they either do the shuttle bus thing or they park one car at the bottom and they park one car yep. at the top. So they come and they let one car at the top and they just start floating down, and you're like, Well, how are you going to get back to your car at the top? Well, we just thought the river circled back around. <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't. I hate to tell you. So, wow. So, you know, the fact that I could help these people and I, you know, could they have walked across the water, you know, and been okay? I don't know. But I, well, one of them was a 14 year old girl and like her mom was just crying and all upset and 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 she's like she fell off in the rapids up there and we can't see her now and so you know we hauled hauled up there on the horses and this is this one's all good on body cam too it it turned out pretty good i thought because there were three of us we came up there and we found her and she was a little like oh and you know these people had helped her out of the river but she's now upstream and there's no way to you know easy way to get her back to her family sure and i said just jump on the back of the horse. She jumped on the back of the horse with me. We walked her through the desert. We crossed the river, you know, and when we, when we came riding up there to their group, they're all applauding us and like, <laughs> all right, now you Becky, know. I don't want to hear about you. I'll be like, hell on the wrong part <laughs> of the river. <laughs> She'll be doing it every weekend <laughs> when the river's open. Yep. I can get on the back of the horse. I'll I'll be like, oh, I lost my family <laughs> right where the river circles back. <laughs> 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 <They're> over there. <laughs> Sure, jump on. Let's go. <laughs> like I said she'll be a she'll be a um, yep. rapid rewards member doing it. <laughs> frequent flyer. So I just felt I just feel like then, but that that to me makes it worth it, right? Yes. That makes the tax dollars worth it. That we're we're giving back to the community. We're we're value added to the office. We're you know, right. We're not just a not just a dog and pony show. That we can really you know. That we really give it, and and t- that's really important to me. And, and there are parts of the river and places you couldn't get a car or an ATV, but a horse can go. Yes, yeah, and so you know, and I've I've found lost people mm-hmm. and wrecked people. You know, could I could I say, oh, that's absolutely absolutely saved their life? I, I, you know, I don't know, maybe not, but um, you know, the fact that when you come riding up there and you're in uniform and they see you, there there's a certain amount of oh, you know we're good and you know and then the helicopter comes in and and flies them off but i i kind of have this thing going with our aviation guys where like um 
<clears throat> there'll be an injured hiker call, and and I've got the horse in the trailer. It's and fight who and, gets and, there and first. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm in route. I'm in route. Okay, this is a good one. <laughs> like, so I'm coming, and then all of a sudden I hear, I hear <laughs> aviation. <laughs> uh, Go away. This one's mine. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we're, we happen to be flying in the air, and, and uh, we can come on. I'm like, you, what are you jumping my call for? And, and so, Go so away, that, Aaron. So, <laughs> so then I'm getting to the trailhead, and I'm hurrying to get my horse out of the trailer. It's a race. And, I, and I'm jumping on him, and I'm galloping down the trail and here they come and i'm all come on and and, uh anyway so they they've stolen my thunder a few times but but i in all seriousness i couldn't tell you how many lives that helicopter has saved oh my goodness you you know and and yeah there's a lot of you you think the mounted unit's expensive right oh yeah i mean but you know what i couldn't even because we work really close with them and like control our aviation unit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'll, I'll give a shout out to them too, man. Our pilots are incredible, man. They are so good. And, um, and I want to go up with y'all just, just dropping that out there. So oh, we, can get, <laughs> we can get you up in there. That's no problem. I want to fly it. But, but um, <laughs> Oh, I know. I flew in in Alabama, but uh, they, you just go like that. <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm not flying with no. her. <laughs> Pass. All right, you got to tell the story because it just cracks me up, and I want—I still got to see the body cam on this, but you know the one I'm talking about where you were on horseback and somebody was running. Uh, or at, or this, a, this, oh, yeah. On this, foot? They this, were on foot. Yeah, uh, yeah. so... so, the, so a the, hoof pursuit. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I've had a few... Um, <laughs> This year we we're down working the river. Um, there was three of us on horses, and and there's this kind of this major area. We it's called the Goldfield Rec Site, or we call it Bus Stop Four, because it's where most all the tubers come off. They come off the river. They have this cement pad. They walk up, and then they wait in line to get on the buses. And the bus is taken back to the big parking lots where they started just down the road. See, if the river just circled back, we wouldn't have to do right. all this yeah, bus yeah, stuff. Yeah, but that, anyway. that guy wouldn't be making all the money <laughs> on the, the, the tube rental thing. So um, uh, anyway, we were we were down there in the area and um, some guys caught, kicked out a fight. And so, you know, we're like, yeah, yeah, you know, and so yeah. <laughs> we, we just we, I could have been born and raised in Alabama is all I can say. Or Missouri. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's like, you know, this it's, gets it's it like, going. Yeah, it's like something. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, it does. It's the, the horses, the horses are such a force multiplier in a crowd situation. Sure. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah. And just, I mean, people just. They move out of your yes. way. Yeah. Or they get moved. Yeah. 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 They get and so, you know, so we're you know, we're you know, we're code three on the horse. You know, but <laughs> why do you keep the siren? It's, <laughs> and it, it's a whistle. <laughs> and beep, beep, beep. So we come up there and, and 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 I guess it just was a big melee and, and it and it all kind of well, I don't know how it all started, but it was like just a whole bunch of people fighting, right? Like a big and you can there's probably like five hundred people standing in line to get on these buses and and so we come riding in there we kind of get it all broken up and then and um and then you know one guy is kind of is is kind of uh identified as being one of the aggressors one of the people fighting so i i I told him you know he was detained and and um he's like oh what and and i kind of grabbed onto him from the horse 
and and he just and he you know and then he was struggling and then he he pulled away and he got away from me and boom out he takes off running <laughs> and I'm like all right and game on <laughs> and so I I start we start chasing him and we he he runs around and we chase him out in the desert and and I'm all like I don't know why you're running you're just gonna get tired and, <laughs> and, and eventually we grabbed him and we got him and. You know, but you're literally riding him. alongside of him. Yeah, at one point I was kind of just riding alongside of him and just <laughs> let like him wear himself galloping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. trotting yeah. along exactly. Let's fight. You know, yeah. he really had he really had nowhere to go. So and then you tell me he didn't have shoes on either. I I think I don't think he had shoes. And and at one point he he kind of fell and biffed it too, which I, <laughs> I was kind of like oh, oh. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't good. But but yeah, and he, so and and he got arrested. But. <laughs> You just wonder what goes through people's heads when they think that they can outrun a horse. Yeah. In the desert, no shoes, and it isn't like it's... Well, most likely he had been drinking yeah. on oh, the yeah. river, oh, so, yeah. you know, I mean... Yeah. He knew it the next day. Yeah. yeah. So, I'll say this, too. So, one of the things out there, obviously, that's a problem is the underage consumption, you know, underage drinking. And so, that's been kind of a thing of mine. Um, you know, some, some cops, they just, you know, you know how it is, Tom, like, there's certain things like that you're going to write a ticket for every time right. or, you know, or certain things you, you might kind of give a warning for. He was uh, a motor. He wrote a ticket. Yeah, right. to get off the bike. Yeah. He wrote his mom. Yeah. <laughs> write his wife a ticket, right? Yeah. So, yeah. No, that would not have worked well, but anyway, we'll, we'll save that I for another podcast. That. Yeah, so, right. um, and, and, and I, I can give a little preface for this too, because, uh, in 2007, so I had, you know, had was brand new in Lake Patrol. I witnessed a fatal, uh, didn't witness, but was one of the first on scene to a fatal um, car crash where a young girl was killed, and it was alcohol related, and she was 16 years old, and um, so, and I, I kind of got to know her mother a little bit um, with the proceeding, the trial, the trial, and everything happened after that, and uh, and. I, I just kind of said, you know, um, and, and I don't drink alcohol and, and, and I don't, I don't judge people that, that do necessarily, except for, I just felt like that, um, I, I kind of just, I don't know, I don't know how to say it's it. It's a senseless right, death. Right. Well, is what it is. Well, I just, I just happen. said, I, I just felt like, you know, if we would have maybe had, had some contact with her and her group yeah. earlier right. we could have maybe prevented that here we are with the problem solvers mm -hmm. taking right. responsibility and, and, somebody had and, written and, a ticket and, or stop yeah right and so that that affected me a lot and i kind of just felt like i was you know that i was going to declare war on underage drinking sure and i wasn't you know it, it was going to be a zero tolerance and i was going to do everything i could to make sure that that never happened again uh, to another family. Yeah. Because um, you and the mom had that conversation, didn't you? Didn't I, you kind of tell her? I yeah. I, I I did the notification to her in in a in a, in a not <clears throat> preferred way, but it, it had to be that way, and it came down to, you know, uh, as a parent, what would I want, mm -hmm. and and that's what I did, and um, and. Obviously, she you know she didn't take it well, uh, and so so that to me has just been a, a thing, and it was kind of it's always just kind of been a thing for 
for that lower salt river uh and, and it's kind of just known for that so on the horse i it's just i can just sneak up on it <laughs> <laughs> i i can just and that makes me laugh i can see clint out there on horseback be, be quiet horse yeah. walk softly walk real slow <laughs> yeah, so so you know i'll hold up and give everyone a you know, <laughs> we start, you know, we think we're like green berets, you know, I'm all, I'll, I'll do this, I'll point at my eyes, you know, I'll be like. <laughs> He's doing hand gestures for those of y'all that are listening to this. So, very official. Yes. He so, it, but then this year, the fun one was the, uh, the public use of marijuana. Oh yeah. So, um, it, you know, when the recreational marijuana came out um part of that law was that you can't use it in a open what does the statute say um i can't think of the actual words in a in a open space or a public area or open space you cannot smoke marijuana so just in your home basically or a business or right. a car or whatever right can you do it in your car uh, if you're in your driveway or you're in, on you're your not, car, if you're <laughs> not if you're driving, right. Um, so, and I won't get in on my opinions about recreational marijuana, but, but, um, it's, uh, you know, we, I, I, a lot of people are out there and they're like, it smells like marijuana out here. Why don't you guys do something about it? And I want to say, well, you guys all voted to make it illegal. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, so I'm like, okay. And, uh, so if, you know, it's, if I, and with the horse, it's great. Cause I'll smell it. Right. And I'll be like, okay, here we go. And I'm looking around, I'm looking around. I'm like, Oh, there he is. Okay. <laughs> so I, I go over there. I'm you know, and, and then a lot of times they see you. And I had a, one guy and he, he throw, you know, he's got a big old blunt and he throws it into the river and I'm like, Hey, uh, the, the, uh, the smoking marijuana in public is a petty offense. Littering. Littering is a, is a misdemeanor. You better go get that. What what ticket do you want? He's like, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take the public use. So it's it, it's a petty offense, uh, you know. Which can the horses be affected by it smelling it? Oh, I I, I doubt it, but. Clint's horses are like, go a little slower. It'd have to be like a really super high concentration. Well, you got 500 people waiting to get on a bus. Yeah, but they're not all standing around smoking. (laughs) I don't know that they're not. (laughs) So I I wrote quite a few of those tickets this year, and I was told I was the only deputy in the entire county that was writing those tickets. uh, His claim to fame. You know, well, we were getting complaints about it, and and it's it's the law, and and I get it. We're not solving homicides out there um doing that but but you know i to me it's like that's my area of responsibility i am responsible for for uh, enforcing the law in this mm-hmm. area however you know however uh serious or unserious you want to think the lies and and I, I i'm sure people might say oh you know why are you why are you bothering those kids out there they're just trying to have a good time and you know and they're they're not really hurting anybody and until they are until they right, are right and 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 I'll, and I'll even grant it sometimes that's true but a big thing for me and and I've had this I'm like how how are you guys getting home right mm-hmm. and and we had these two underage girls once and they were with these two guys that weren't underage and um you know they're like 18 19 and these guys are like you know 22 23 and they're all four of them are drunk as can be and these girls are like, oh, oh, those guys are taking us home. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> no, exactly. they're not. 
And I said, you're going to find another way. And we called their, I called their parents and had their, and and they're adults, but there's no way I'm letting them get in a car with those guys after I write them a ticket. Right. Right. And I can legally detain them and tell their parents, you know, until I, and and not necessarily their parents, but I know that there's a safe ride. And I, I did that to several groups this year where I'm all like, how are you guys getting back? And they're like, oh, well, I was going to drive. Nope. <laughs> well, you, you can't drive. I don't know if it was you or somebody else. A Lake Patrol was talking about a group, and they were all pointing at one, saying that she was more sober than the rest. And you're like. Yeah, and she's like a 1-0. Or she's, like, she's a 1. Exactly. You know? It's all yeah. relative. She's like, well, I'm I'm only an 06. But I'm like, yeah, but you're you're 18 years old. And And no. No, and 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 I and uh, I'll do as much. I'll follow them all the way to the parking lot, and I make sure that 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 people come, that that other person comes, that they have a sober driver come there and pick them up, sure. and take them home. And but you know, you say you're not out there solving homicides, but the reality of the matter is, you'll never know how many exactly. deaths you prevented. Mm-hmm. But there's no question that you do. Yeah, you're that's really your job is to be more of the proactive, preventative, be visible, because they're going to, you know, everybody loves horses for the most Mm -hmm. part. So if nothing else, they're going to see you. They're going to want to talk to you. That gives you your probable cause right there. (laughs) there. There's not been a lot, but there's been a few that have walked up and said, oh, can I pet your horse? And I'm like, how old are you? (laughs) <laughs> right 16 so, so yeah and it's like you look You're not drunk. very bright are you yeah. so but um one day they'll yeah. appreciate those things they may not at the moment right. at the time but again That's sadly what i was gonna say as a kid you don't we've all been dumb idiot ass absolutely right and we make decisions without thinking about it until it's too late or until somebody gets hurt and, yes and i always try and and keep a perspective on it where uh you know, I don't, I don't, you know, well, everything's on camera now. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, I try and be respectful to them. I try and explain to them. I'm like, look, you guys, we get a big problem with this out here, right? It, it causes a lot of problem. It causes fights. It causes people to get hurt. It, sure. it can even cause people to drown, right? So that that's why we're serious about enforcing it. And, and some of them are pretty reasonable about it. Some of them aren't, Sure. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, 90% of the time it's, Hey, here's your ticket. We give you a safe ride home and that's it. And they, they can take an alcohol class and the ticket mm-hmm. gets dismissed Exactly. or, you know, they can pay the fine and, and, and it's, and it's, it's not that big a deal. And it's not like, you know, uh, the, the fun part is kind of the ones that want to lie about their age because, <laughs> because working out there so long, right. It's not like, uh, there's, there's, a, I, I kind of have a thing now and, like, um, like if I see the alcohol containers or they're holding alcohol and they obviously look young and I've been doing this for a long time and, you know, and, and I come up to my mom, Hey, look, you know, if, if, uh, you're underage and you've been drinking, get a little ticket, we make, a, make sure you have a safe ride home. We're all good. Right. No one's going to jail. Everything's cool. You lie about your age, you're going to jail. Uh, so did you get that? If you lie about your age, you're going to jail. How old are you? And they're like, uh. I'm 18, right? So <laughs> I just, you just cut it off from the beginning. Because a lot of times I'll write up to people, how old are you? 21. No, don't lie. Okay, I'm 18. All right, cool. Let's go. We, 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 can, we can go from there. Have you had but, to deal with many repeat offenders that they knew you and you knew them? Um, I had one girl come up to me uh, was that this year, last year, 
uh, on the horse, and she's all like, hey, I, I remember you. You gave me a ticket a couple years ago, and, 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 you, and you were on a horse then, too. And, I'm legal now. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's all legal now. Yeah, and uh, I did get one girl that I arrested uh, two weekends in a row. Oh, jeez. And, well, she got booked on the second one. So. Oh, well, some people are slow learners. They are. Yeah. That's it. But, uh, you know, like I say, it's, it's all – I, I really think it's all in the um, the vein of, you know, I just, that one affected me so, so much. Sure. And so I just like. That's, it sticks in your craw that, and it, you go, I'm not going to have to do this or somebody else have to deal with this that's again. That's what I'm going to do. And, you know, and, 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 and Tom knows, you, you see someone seriously hurt or killed in a, in a DUI accident. Yeah. Yep. You, you just, I mean. You're just like I'll never let a DUI go, right. or like, no. or like, you know what? If I'll do, I I'm gonna if I get DUIs, I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna, you know. And I don't even think we can call them an accident because to me, a DUI. Well, they don't even the accident part of it. They, they right. don't really. They, they don't call them accident. They're, everything's a crash now. Yeah, everything's yeah. or a, a collision. Yeah. Collision or crash, but right because there really isn't. No, you an know accident. what you, you know before you yeah. take the first drink that this could lead to something really bad if you keep going. You decide you want to drive, and you it's know. a conscious decision to get yeah. behind that wheel, that car, whether yeah. you're impaired or not. And again, swimming and alcohol has always kind of bothered me too you know it, mm -hmm. it's yeah. it, it, it that's and that's the case with adults i mean heck we used to have a chief in alabama that literally killed two people in drunk boating accidents and uh yeah that's a big one for us too we yeah. call oui or yeah. operating under the influence yeah. and so we you know we we lake patrol we basically have a zero tolerance for underage drinking we have a zero tolerance for dui and zero tolerance for OUI, you know, and, and a lot Do they of, run from you on the lake in boats? No, I've, I've never had that happen. Because that patrol boat y'all have, I don't remember which lake we were on, but that thing would move. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that we've ever had that happen, but we, we all go through Game and Fish. Arizona Game and Fish does a really good boating school mm -hmm. that we all go to, and they kind of certify you and, and uh, teach you how to do boating stops. And we, we, you know, we just get to the point um, on every boating stop. We all, we're, we're like, any, have you had any alcohol to drink today? Any alcohol to drink today? And, you know, and, and um, that's just part of sure. our, our boating stop investigations. And, and, if, and, if, and if they had and we, we investigate it, and, you know, and they're impaired, then, then we arrest them. Uh, most of the time, you know, it's just, <clears throat> it's a sight and release, but it depends on the situation. But. But it, it can be dangerous, and I've and uh, the boating crashes can be man, they're, they're almost worse than the than the car crashes yeah. sometimes too. They're they're they I, they can be brutal. So sure, yeah, we got to get get these guys. I really want Tom on an airboat. We thought Yuma <laughs> yeah. County was going to do that, but no, Matt let us down. But, you know, so what if I'm calling him out? He's one of one of ours. But yeah, we uh, can, we can do that. We have two airboats. I'm one of our airboat instructors, and but uh, I want to drive it. Um, <laughs> we'll have to do that. One. We'll have to do that when no one's looking. We're gonna edit that out. I just said I want it, to drive it. it. I didn't say you were gonna it, let me drive it. It's really not that. It's really not that hard. It's just, uh, you know, we've we've kind of beefed up our um, our uh, lesson plan, and we 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 it's 
you know, very, very efficient because it can be dangerous. Sure, and, sure. Um, it's just a weird feeling to be on a boat and it's like two inches of water and <laughs> you're seeing rocks and you're thinking, I, I don't know how we're doing this exactly. <laughs> right. It's just weird. And we've, we've kind of gotten uh, to the point where those boats are mainly used for rescue sure. and uh, kind of like the helicopter. I couldn't tell you how many lives those airboats have saved. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, there's been some people and, and there's just no way to get to them sure. uh, in, in, a, in an efficient manner besides those boats. And uh, they, they've saved a lot of lives. Sure. Hmm. Well, we could keep you here all day and we'll get you back in here again because there's still so much about all of this and the things you're involved in. And uh, you got a lot of stuff going on. And so we'll get you to come back in here another time if we haven't run you off this time. <laughs> no, it's fun. I, you know, I, I don't know. I kind of have the gift of gab. I, I could, I could, well, I could sit and talk about my horses. I was going to say, I wish y'all could I, I, see I, his face light up when, when the horse part comes up, Clint's like a whole nother person. So yeah. Um, yeah. Like I could take you like name by name in each one, but, um, <laughs> he said he was never happier than when they had enough horses to fill up the trailer because yeah. he used to do what carry two in a well, yeah. trailer so, for six. So we, you know, we got a new trailer quite a few years ago and it, it was a six horse trailer. It's a 30 foot six horse trailer. And at one point we were down to two horses. Aww. And so, you know, we'd show up to some place and they'd be like, Oh my goodness. And we'd pull these two horses. Out of the <laughs> Where's the and, rest? And so, yeah, when oh, we, when, when, when we got these new horses last year and, uh, and, uh, in fact, just yesterday, um, we, we were on a detail and I had six horses in there and I, I just, I, I just, it just, yeah, I just got giddy because I'm like, yeah, six horses in the trailer. And it's, it's just, it's, it's the little things in yeah. life. I don't, yeah. So it, it's, it's great. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I love the horses and I, and, and, and then I kind of just got to where, um, I don't know if you got to go, but the, um, I just wanted to learn as much as I could about horsemanship and sure. training, you know, and, and we kind of had an old school way of doing it growing up, but, um, you know, horsemanship and horse training has just changed so much, uh, over the last, you know, 10, 20 year, 30 years. And so I just reached out and got to know some of the best horse trainers in the world and just tried to soak up as much as I could from these guys and, and, and learn and, and try and help these horses be better. Cause you know, I'd see these guys like on the internet or on TV and I'm like, man, their horses are so good. Like how could I get our mounted police horses to be that good? And, um, and, and it's not magic. It's just kind of, it's understanding horses and how they think and, and, and what, you and know, time. what, what, and time and what motivates them and what doesn't motivate them. And, uh, and just how they are by nature. And so I've really dedicated a lot of my, uh, my career to learning that and, and trying to become uh, the best horse trainer I could be and, and, and helping these horses. Cause, cause we ask these horses to do some crazy things, I right? Bet. Like, like we're, you know, like 90% of the horses in the world would never do what we're asking these horses mm. to do. Sure. And, and we are putting our lives in their in their hands you know sure. literally like and i look at them as they're like my partner mm -hmm. and um same as a know, canine yeah, it's a team right. yeah. And yeah what's funny is is i find that canine handlers like dogs better than people i think horse <laughs> uh, i think clint likes horses better than people and the only thing i ask is they are part of your therapy but that doesn't mean you don't still 
come to me on occasion. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I want to I want to talk about this too, if you don't mind. Sure. But but yeah. So I would just say like, whatever. Ten years ago, you know, or when I first started this job, um, you know, I kind of had this thing where um, you know you you see difficult things or you have difficult calls and you're just kind of you just brush that off right like you might feel a little like wow that was that was intense but mm-hmm. you know just toughen up suck it be, up be macho be bravo you know you can't you can't show weakness and uh, uh but it caught up to me mm-hmm. and uh you know or my and my my cup was full or my garbage can was full and, uh, and, 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 and Susan helped me with that. And I'll just say one of, one of the things that she said to me that helped me the most, and I would, I, I would want this to be known and, um, through all for law enforcement is when she said, you know, you're, what you're experiencing is just normal, mm-hmm. right? That, like, like I've seen thousands of officers going through the same thing you are. And I really thought I was a freak. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yeah. a sissy. I'm a wussy. I can't yeah. handle it. You know, I've, you know, for some reason now, and I just didn't realize that it was, it was the experiencing all that trauma for all those years mm-hmm. had built up sure. in, 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 inside me. And so when I was all like, really? And then, and you realize that every, everyone goes like, not everyone, but like almost all these law enforcement officers go through this same thing. Sure. I was like, oh, and that that was such a relief to me. Mm-hmm. And that, well, it's like that you're helped talking me about, out immensely. You so. ask these horses to do things most horses wouldn't do, but you also care for them in a manner because of the things that they do for you that maybe people don't do for other horses. But it's the same thing with y'all. We expect law enforcement to be exposed to things nobody else has to be exposed right. to, or first responders. And so again, yeah, every everybody's got some level of it. So you have to, you know, we have to start to educate y'all. That's been our big complaint. So my thing would just to say to anyone out there, if 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 you're having a hard time, dude, please just just call Susan or just talk to somebody. Yeah. Because right. I I would have been the first to tell you, oh, that's. That's BS. Like, <laughs> just talking to somebody—that's not gonna, touchy feely stuff. Yeah, that ain't gonna fix you. That's 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 for sissies, right? And I I seriously had that attitude, and until I met Susan and I and and talking to her, uh, I and it's not like it fixed me, but it made me feel so much better, mm-hmm. right? It just made me feel so much better, and it helped me understand what I was going through sure. so much better that it, it helped me to stay in the, stay in the job and, yeah. and keep going and, 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 and to flourish. Sure. And so don't feel bad if you are, if, if you feel uh, anxiety or depression over, over things that you've seen or, or, and please don't think that um, talking to somebody isn't going to help because it, will help and i i promise you because and that's coming from one of the guys that would be that would have you know 10 years ago told you that that was that was a total crock and that it's worthless and has no value and i was wrong and uh it does and so please reach out and 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 uh and don't be afraid and 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 just realize that it's just you know it's just normal just it's totally normal you you know, you... Clint's going to be one of our stress coaches, whether he knows it or not, he is. Well, you know, the, the I, hardest... I would love to give back. Yeah. That's, that's what it's all about. 
the hardest part about that is when you're struggling is to pick up the phone and, and call someone for help. Once you do that the first time. But they got to be there when you call them. Exactly. Right. You, you can't have to make 10 calls. Right. Going down an EAP list isn't going to work. Nope. Well, I, I, I'd say I was kind of looking for some help because I was kind of in a bad spot and uh, I couldn't get it. Mm -hmm. And luckily, um, there's a super deputy out there that had given me Susan's number. Wasn't it Chris Pittman? Yes. We can talk about okay. Chris Pittman. He's right. retired from MCSS. <laughs> yeah. so hey, I, he was the I, president of DeLea. I, I love Chris, and yeah. he just, he looked out for us so, so he much. Sure and, and And me personally, too. So I, I owe him a lot. But um, he'd give me your number, and, and, and I called you, and you answered, and you said, get in here right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, because that's what I needed. I yeah. needed to talk to somebody right then. Not two weeks from now. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, and and because I didn't know I was just, you know, what was going on with me. And um, and we got in there, and, and you got me straightened out for the most part. And, He's a work in progress <laughs> also. Yeah. But I have so, to say this. Clint was on the call with MCSO when I almost passed out. Oh, on yeah. a shooting for them and i was like my blood sugar oh, dropped and it's narrowing yeah. in and clint comes walking up like thank you god it was like patrol because they had those little sugar things for me and, <laughs> and yeah and i was like oh i'm never going to hear the end of this i'm supposed to be out here helping these deputies <laughs> that were in this shooting clint was there as a like one of the companion guys or something i'm thinking i'm never going to hear the end of this but just like y'all worry i was worried that i would be seen as weak because mm -hmm. that happened now I ain't going to tell you they don't rib me every time of I show course. up somewhere and they're like, hey, you got your little sugar tablets because we got you covered, Susan. I'm like, y'all shut up. <laughs> well, I all I would say is that uh, I I talk to a lot of people about you. Um, I'm, I'm not shy about it. If, if, if people ask me about it, I'll be like, go talk to Susan. Go talk to Susan. You'll feel better. And, you know. But in I, the beginning, you, know, you didn't think you would tell people. Oh no, and, and, no, right. yeah, yeah. For 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 a long time, I was kind of like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, people to know about it. But you know what? The the more that I've we've known each other through the years, and I've gone through it, and I'm a huge fan of your podcast too, by the way. And it thrills me to know to be on here. <laughs> but um, but um, um, you know, I'm I just realized that yeah, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. right. You know, the, you know, I am what I am, and um. You know, and um, I've I've done for a lack of you know, I don't know I've done some pretty heroic things mm -hmm. that a lot of people would say, "Dude, you're crazy, you're mm -hmm. crazy." And I'm like, "Well, we 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 got the job done. Yeah, you know, we saved the life. We did what we had to do, right? Like I've I've literally carried people through the desert, right, to get them to medical help. I you know I've done all these crazy things, and um, and and so it's it's uh, well you had to learn too that people when you did start talking about it, people didn't think less of you yeah and that's, that was your biggest well, surprise and, and this is just what you say and you guys say all the time and i've heard it on the podcast is that as soon as you start talking to someone and they're like yeah i feel that way too and you're like yeah i thought yep. you were the most macho dude yeah. in the world exactly it doesn't it doesn't matter whether you're a swat operator yep. or whether you're a patrol guy or whether you're a motor it, it doesn't matter. Um, you're gonna you're gonna experience a lot of crazy stuff, and 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 it you know. And you've you, seen your guys speaking up is what's gonna change 
right. the dynamic yeah. of this for future generations. And that's right. what you got to do. And we got to get more doing it. And right. And it, and it has to because, um, yeah, I, I, so I just, I just think what you're doing here is, is the greatest thing ever. And uh, I love you to death. Well, you know, I love you too. Don't you cry on me because you're going to make me cry. And I don't do that on podcasts. Nope, not, I'm not going to do that. These people aren't going to think I'm weak here. But... <laughs> so but, uh, I had to throw that in there. No, it's all right. No. It's all right. I just, no, I, no, I, you I know. can't, I can't, I said, I can't thank you enough. And, you know, so it's just. Plant's always been one of my favorites. And I could call him about Lake Patrol stuff when I wanted had friends that wanted to go find something or do something i can call clint Hick, oh yeah you need time to go up here and do this and do whatever and yeah um he's he's always been available and i'll always be available to you and the guys at mcso are covered through delia yeah. uh here at under the shield so any of you listening doesn't cost you a dime um and as you know we wrap this podcast up everybody around the country and whoever's listening to it wherever uh we have a 24-hour crisis line that we want to clarify this because there's been some probably misunderstanding on it but the number is 855-889-2348 and if you hit extension one do not worry about how many times it rings because the reality is is it rings from one stress coach to another and it could be three stress coaches you will get someone to answer don't hang up because i think what's happening is is they're rolling from me to david and if he's tied up and it's trying to get to tom uh, you may think that nobody's there, but hang on. If you hit extension one, you will always get somebody. Do not hang up. If you hit one of our extensions, you may get voicemail. You're not going to get voicemail on that number that number one crisis line. You just got to stay on the line. Yes, you will get somebody, and it's going to be one of our stress coaches, nobody else. There's not an answering service or anything connected to it. So please just be patient because sometimes we get hit with several calls at one time. Yeah. And so it can roll around, <laughs> but it'll get to somebody. Um, my cell number, if you want to call me or text me, is 334-324-3570. And my cell phone number is 480-861-6574. And there's nothing we don't deal with here at Under the Shield Families. You can call. We've got Becky as a dispatcher stress coach. We have several in Alabama also. Um, we're never going to go, well, that's just not something we handle here at <laughs> Under the Shield. And if we don't have the answers, we'll find somebody who has them. Uh, please reach out to us, first responders, military, and families. Um, we're here for you 24-7 even during holidays, and uh, reach out. But, Clint, we can't thank you enough for coming in. And like I said, you'll be back. Whether you knew you were or not, you'll, uh, you'll be back. Sure, um, my pleasure. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about some of the stuff up around the history and stuff of that and the, the uh, rifle also. And sure. there's, there's a lot of stuff to cover yeah. here. But we appreciate all of you out there. We appreciate all the sacrifices that you make. We understand that, again, especially the families. Uh, Tom, you got anything you want to say? Just like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. Yes. And uh, again, we don't know what'll be next week, but right. if we're in the right order, the next one should be our 100th yes. with Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. I'm going on top. That, if, I'm, if that's wrong, it's Tom's fault. It's not mine because <laughs> he's supposed to be keeping up with this. Becky, thanks for filling in as the producer today. No problem. I knew you'd love being here with the talk of the horses. Yes. Now Clint and I are best friends, and I'm going to go see the horses every she, day. She's going <laughs> to practically 
throw herself in the river and try to pretend she's drowning so well, that we can save her. I'll rescue her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come up on the boat. She'll be. She'll go. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> go yeah, back I'll when you like, got the horse. <laughs> Um, but anyway, reach out to us. And again, we're approaching holiday season. Uh, I hope everyone out there has a very safe and happy Thanksgiving's coming up. Or maybe this will be right after that, and then it'll be Christmas. Before you know it, Good yeah. Lord, and then it'll be the first of the year. Jeez, and I'll be another year older, damn it. Uh, anyway, uh, reach out to us. Anyway, if you got suggestions on podcasts, let us know. We'd love to see what you're interested in. And uh, Take care, stay safe, God bless you, God bless your families in this great nation that we live in.